Hi guys, welcome back to season 4, episode 13, Melon Girl Prom Podcast. And today, I'm going to go a bit on, like, not really mainstream, but more of, like, what my passions are. And I do like the video games, so one of the video games that I like to talk about, one of my roommates introduced me to this um, while I was in college. And I, some of you might know the game, uh, it's called Dead by Daylight. Now, what I understand the premise of Dead by Daylight is you play either a survivor or a killer. And I think what i think mainly when i see people play it they play mainly they, they go back and forth you know sometimes they play with survivors or they play with a group of friends while they play killer you know the killer you get the killer survivors but one thing that i really see like the more popularity in dabadella is all the new killers that they do add and some of them for their own franchise like we have a uh, killer from resident evil silent kill scream um jason the friday for 13th um franchise i think the best way to have fun in dead by daylight is uh playing survivor but you do but to play with friends and finding a group online or befriending other players you meet during a solo queue or stop and you have fun just you just remember is to have fun um with friends you know exactly what you're going to be doing and everyone at least trying their best whether that's trying to uh prepare generators or using their items to heal teammates when they fall in or thinking about good strategy to confuse the killer and you know trying to hide uh, from the killer to shall like be spot by the killer but sometimes when people play dead by daylight they kind of play with the killer i think also if you play only survivor and the game is starting to frustrate you and did not play anymore so i'll into all the different killers they have like as the clown or uh not really scarface but there's a character who would like describe from jigsaw um kind of uses like traps and like you know there's also some interesting numbers when you play that like there are a lot of glitches there's a youtube channel um specifically that captures all the glitches that happen in dead by daylight and if you haven't seen that channel definitely check it out it's kind of funny though to see all the glitches happen between survivors and killers um i think also um some main killers will be very lighthearted with you with which that kind of helps the, either that be like a new killer or just a beginning killer who's just starting out and they don't know trying to get a feel how to, to portray their roles or a survivor. I think it makes the game even funner because you're enjoying the game and it's not about like winning or losing. Um, this might be annoying to other survivors who are there like, to win, to survive, and to get out of the game. All those other times killers will help play along or help the survivor too. Like if they, I've seen some killers who felt really bad for the survivors and they were left by their friends. And literally I've seen one killer pick up the survivor and then they put them to the X and just drop them and let them leave the game. So that was kind of cool. Um, there's also times where you can wear different, customize with different outfits too, uh, to wear in the game. That way you can look different because sometimes I feel like in some rounds, some people pick the same characters and they all look similar. And that way, when you buy mods or games for your clothes, for the characters, for the survivors in the game, that you can tell, uh, your teammates who are different because of the unique, uh, app that appear in the different matches. So that's, that's kind of cool. it's awesome to see. And there's also a lot of memes that you could do with Dead by Daylight. Um, also, there's, like, there's a really interesting, like, ranking system also in Dead by Daylight, you know? But, like, I feel like rank, I think it, rank does depend on this game, but also, like, uh, there's, like, different types of rank. I feel like red rank, you don't want to, I feel like I've been told or seen in different, uh, players who played out about daylight you don't want to be in the red rank because unless you just love trolling people the higher level you are the more you'll get at try hard players who can make or break the game for everyone involved you'll find more active members that will use the end game chat spam flashlight be annoying for you and the killer some people even teabag the killer when i thought i was like you're already at the end don't don't, don't teabag the killer um when you're already like 
at the end. And I think if your rank's too low and no one knows what they're doing, both at the end probably extremely like difficult, especially you just get like new at it. I think some players who probably enter the queue and like matches online will make a mistake, but hey, you're just having fun. Just play the game. And hit the and play the game, just like play it lightly, you know? I think one thing that you find interesting is that um, everyone, you know, it, it is just a game, so you know, just like have fun, you know. Don't take nothing too personal. Someone's gonna win, someone's gonna lose. But I think also when you're playing with a friend, it makes it more interesting. I think that's one way of trying to figure out, you know, um, when you first play the game, it's a new experience. I know there's uh, a function on Daryl like where you can cross play with your friends, so even if you don't. I think it works if you're not on the same platform, I think. Um, I look more into that. By the way, another fun function where you can play with your friends. Where if you want to um, run from the killer and try to complete the objectives and save teammates, it's not about who has the best skill or who wins. It's just about having fun, recapturing the, that joy and like going up the very toxic, um, hard, uh, uh, like toxic gameplay that is in uh, like the gaming community. Like there's a lot of trolling and gatekeepers that shouldn't be, you know, and. Um, I feel like you just have fun the way it is. And I think the thing just to remember is to just have fun. And every now and then you just take a break from the game. But overall, I just think that you know, just have fun playing the game. Because Dead by Daylight is, from what I've seen, what I've watched people play, is that it's either escape or die. And that's a cop on two choices you give by Dead by Daylight. But it's more fun when you have an interesting party and interesting killers to keep the game um as fun as you can with different rounds i think with them coming out with different killers every time i think it's just really cool to um to see how there's a new killer it's called the artist and i've seen a couple people play her and she looks really cool about the new survivor that they do add so each time they get a new killer you get a new killer new survivor so now the new map which i thought was pretty cool and i think the whole like the general thing is very simple you know you're a survivor, escape. You're a killer, stop that from happening, basically, and please the entity. Um, I think also if you play as the survivor, is to es to escape, and you want to stay from the killer as far as much as possible while and stay out of their grasp, it's a high chance of escape. But then if you're still like stalking the ground for the map, um, you know, I think it's really interesting um, on how you can like think about like you know different strategies that you could figure out and um because this is this kind of funny how you got like you know there's 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 indications of how to look for the kill like listen for the heartbeat and then with eyes you're safe from killer and you know you put on headphones for the ball you can really hear like the heartbeat as the killer is approaching and when that happens you get just gotta move slowly as possible until you can hear hearing just keep going that direction and like if you don't want the killer to find like your chicken chicken scratches they call it sneak don't sprint because if you sprint or like run or anything it will leave a, the killer will see that and he will give a clear direction of where your location is to try to find you and try to knock you down so i think sprinting is always awesome the less noise you make and not disturbing like the crows won't be at like two easy triggers to for the killer to find you so if you can like slowly around like and sneak and not sprint then it make much easier to, and not able to alert the killer of your presence you know just crouch move slowly until um, unless you're directly in the killer's line of sight then you need to sprint then you really need to sprint but other than that i think as i say 
good things come for those who wait and patience is very key in this game. You might want to get to play this fast by doing it, but you might as well be holding a big large pot to let the killer know your exact location. And then, you know, if you're doing generators, focus on the ones where you don't miss the skill check and if there's already one lit, stay away from generators that are always lit because if a generator is lit, a good killer will always shock the generators as this is where survivors appear. And the last thing the killer want is them for to be working on the generators. When five are working, the door will open up and allow the survivor to flee, meaning the killer lose. Crawling around the edge of the map, avoiding them means they're unlikely to stumble across you, but there is a catch. I feel like that means you can't help them working the generators, but then as your team's gonna be pretty mad at you. But this is generally in the first couple of matches when you're still getting used to the game and want to fill out the map. Still, it's technically a very good way to avoid the killer from finding you as well. And then practice skill checks. I think there's also a time where you can practice skill checks. That way, if you press up from a generator, you know if you mess up, depending on the killer, you know, a circle will pop up around the air and you press it. And if you hit in the right in that sweet spot, it'll be fine. But I think also if you miss that skill check, it will also alert the killer of your location, you know, um, so that you will fail for a few of your skill checks in like get hooked. But, you know, have fun. And then pallets, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of pallets in the game and pallets are very helpful. If you do spot the killer and you are in the range of sight, find a pallet is the best way to, to lose them and just stun them for a bit and force them to look away. That way you can easily make an easy escape in an unexpected direction. And you know, there are a lot of times where you'll get injured. So you gotta find med kits to fix you up first. And then there's a lot of perks in Dead by Life for both the survivors and killers. Um, there's a lot of survivors that, there's a lot of perks that survivors can get. They can help you stay away from the killer. Um, I have a few of them up. Um, there's one perk for survivors that is called Dance With Me. This this perk for the survivor leaves no scratch marks for three seconds after bolting or breaking free your blocker in a sprint. There's a diversion. You can throw a pebble to distract the killer. I don't see a lot of people use a diversion one, so I don't think it's very helpful. Um, fixate. You can walk 20 minutes faster as long as you're at full health. Head on. You can stun the killer while leaving a locker at a sprint. Lightweight, scratch marks save is over 30 seconds, less time. Lucky break, you only blood transfer three months after being injured. Um, off the record, when breaking off a hook, you cry out in pain, cannot be heard, and your aura cannot be shown to the killer for 80 seconds. Um, there are a lot of perks here. I won't read them all to you. That's just a, 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 a few of them. And I just remember, like, I did see Dead by Daylight um, come for the Switch. So I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of people play it on Switch. I've seen mainly people play it on, like, stream. Or Steam or like computer or Xbox, so I don't know how well it functions well on the Switch, but I think those are the main ones people play on. But overall, you know, just have fun. Like, there's always going to be times where you up in your favorite might be up against a really good killer, and maybe this is your first time. But remember, um, Dead by Daylight has a very large following and it has grown in popularity. And I feel like every time they keep adding on new killers, new ghouls, new spectrums, new interesting creatures um from where it came from which only had three originally when first started and has like 25 and growing and the roster is constantly updating tweaking and changing which is always a very good thing um i think this is one of the lovely like occult like classic video games where you know dead by daylight holds a household name in the horror community by far i think it was dubbed one of the best horror games you can play with a group of friends and i think that covers a lot about this game and what it's saying when it comes has grown over the years i think also there's besides the ranks you can gain trophies you know to make your killer or survivor stronger um dead by daylight has a system of perks 
that can be used to unlock the various currencies that they provide to other players. There are four in total if you count gold coins, preterm serum, when you're adding the Lunar New Year and Halloween events. So they do have a lot of events. They have blood points, how to redeem the blood points code, and you know, and a lot of different maps and stuff. So it's really cool how to see how like all the maps are trained, like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things, like that's also in there. And a couple of characters from Stranger Things, that's also in the game as well. I think overall, when you dive into to Dead by Daylight and you know, listen to a lot of developers in their interview about how they, you know, capture the right map and the right tone of terror in each particular map. I think in total there are about 16 total realms with 36 maps within each of them. Each of them have their own unique uh, approach in terms of places to hide, ambush monster killers, and general items, altars, and generator uh, placement. Some maps are even themed around a particular killer such as Raccoon City Police Department for Nemesis or um, Hondon Field for Michael Myers. Um, I think, you know, to keep things interesting, Dead by Daylight uses their own systems and that can impact both Spire and Killer alike. There's a huge list of that stuff that you can see if you play the game and, you know, so you know, like, kind of feel of it. I'm not going to listen. But I think also, if you like a challenge and the fast-paced thrill of the chase, then Spires are down before you. They're are a massive list of survivors to choose from and their role to escape the nightmares by powering up generators while avoiding the clusters of whatever terrifying killer has been matched up against them. And I think also when you first start off as a survivor, it can often feel like the odds are stacked up against you and that the killer will constantly wipe the floor of you. But you do have numbers of advantages that you're supposed to keep yourself and your rest of your teammates alive. So that can be, you know, best for your balance uh, advantage for you when playing. Um, For one, there are four players trying to make their way out of this hellish landscape you're stuck in while one murders entities on the prowl. So teammate so teamwork is very essential and survivors have also brought items, perks, and unique skills set depending on the character you choose that can give you the little edge over whoever's hunting you down. And I feel like, you know, uh there are a lot of guides that just help people to make sure like, you know, you can skid all your teammates out successfully or only one of you survive. It just depends on how people play. And there are a lot of vastly different groups of killers and creative creeps that have been added over the years since the original games launch. All these different killers have their own specific play style, unique abilities down to down survivors and cut their soul for their ever-present otherworldly entity that is the nightmare. And I think although it could feel a little overwhelming at first, practice makes perfect for each killer. If you are looking to, have to get a head start how to make this the most particular murderous psychopathic, then check out there are tons of guides covering all the killers and general guides and tips how to work, how to use them. Um, learning the basics and mastering the advance of brutalizing a nemesis or becoming a ranged dead eye that drags hopeless victims screaming to their doom with the dead slinger. All with the help of like a lot of detailed walkthroughs, um, different commentary, different guides and rank will definitely help you up to pick what killer you kind of want to pick for. Um, a list of killers that I can kind of name the that they have is the trapper, the re the wrath, the hillbilly, the nurse, the uh, Michael Myers, the hag, the doctor, the huntress, the cannibal or leatherface, the clown, the pig, the nightmare, Freddy Krueger, the spirit, the legion, the plague, Grossface, Demogorgon, the oni, the death slinger, the executioner, pyramid head, the blight, the twins, the trickster, nemesis, and uh, pinhead. And they did also add a new killer called the artist. So. Those are the list of, of new killers that they have. And, you know, a lot of killers are always soon to come each and every uh, either 
within a year, a couple of months, you just gotta keep following Dead by Daylight either on the social media pages or by the Twitter. Because they're always updating new killers, new survivors. And then aside from the guy for both the killer and the survivor, there are other things that you keep in mind. Um, you know, this will be sometimes where like more Dead by Daylight content is like always coming. So like the game will never get boring. There's always constant updates. So, you know, you can play as your favorite killer and um or play as your favorite survivor and like rank them out to the map. I think one thing that is really intriguing that I don't think a lot of Dead by Daylight fans know about, there are like 10 hidden details that most fans miss about in like the entity realm or the nightmare realm. Um, I think one in particular, Freddy Krueger is an interesting killer within the lore of Dead by Daylight. And I think um, looking at an article that I read um, in the nightmare or Freddy Krueger is a very interesting killer. Um, while his desire is to hunt and kill Trevor and young adults, he's almost seemed designed to go after the majority of survivors in the game. While many fans are most likely familiar with the character from the Nightmares on Elm Street films, there are some differences between the quirks of the game and then that from the movie. And I think many details that the casual fans probably didn't know are probably <coughs> um, very scarce. Um, number 10, you probably noticed from the film and the game that it's not the classic Freddy. One interesting tidbit many fans probably missed in the Nightmare of Elm Street uh, stocks players in the game isn't based on the classical Freddy from the movies in the 80. In fact, this character is based on the Freddy from the remake of 2010. The visual differences are minor with the scar being more realistic and the iconic sweater being less tattered and a slight different hat. Probably the most notable difference is his nemesis, uh, Quentin Smith, a character that only exists in the remake. Um, nine, his eyes don't glow. Interesting fact that in the Nightmare is one of the few killers that doesn't have glowing eyes out of the killers that I listed. Only nine of them don't have uh, glowing eyes being the the Nightmare, the Trapper, the Nurse, Michael Myers, Hag, the Huntress, the Cannibal, and the Pig. It's unclear why this case technically the Nightmare is a ghost and all the other ghosts in the game with faces such as the Spear or the Wrath have glowing eyes. It seems whatever power is driving the other killer is not in the Nightmare. And then the quietest breather. Out of all the killers, then, uh, Freddy Krueger is the quietest breather. Breather. Even most interesting is that his breathing is so quiet it puts him on par with most survivors. This makes it very difficult for survivors to track him by his breathing alone. It makes him more stealthier. The reason for this is unknown. It could be that he, uh, as a ghost, he technically has a need to breathe, but it wouldn't explain why his breathing is quieter than, say, their wraith. It could be that the nightmare doesn't use his breathing to intimidate and prefers to sneak up on his victims. It could be an indication, but also it um, was voiced by the art director. Um, the voice actor for The Nightmare is Filippi Ivanka, the art director at the Behavior Interactive. Um, and in fact, the same individual is also the voice for Trapper, Reef, Hillbilly, Cannibal, and the survivor Jeff Johnson in Dead by Daylight Game. Um, Another fun fact, many fans believe that the survivor Jeff was inspired by Felipe himself, given their love of art and chosen medium. Fortunately, there seems to be no indication that the other characters were inspired by him in any way. Um, and then the Moris. The Monta Mori that Freddy can perform in the game is directly inspired by the second uh, movie in the franchise, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Towards the end of the movie, Freddy surprises the main character, Jesse, and stabs him to the back. That ex exact same kills have the nightmare carried out in his Monta Mori in the game. It's unclear why the developers choose that death as opposed to a death from point 10, but it's a nice callback to the classic Freddy. And Nightmare is its own realm. While other killers use realms like the Demogorgon uses the Upside Down or the Nurse uses the Spirit Well, the Nightmare Dream World is very unique, further and foremost in the fact that the survivors can travel to that realm. 
all the runs are gateway for the killers to attain abilities and travel across the map quickly. While the dream world is the only where the killer can stop the survivors. Um, and then the cat entity focuses on his power because in in the gameplay, if you're facing against Freddy, you really can't see Freddy on the normal map unless you enter the dream world. That makes it kind of also difficult for survivors to figure out where he's coming from. But I think also established that when you enter the nightmare and taken by the ending, it's caused some of Freddy Krueger's power to become more focused. Um, I think a lot of viewers of the audience of the franchise movie might not have noticed this at first, but in the game in particular, he has a particular power that he didn't have before, and whenever a survivor is in his presence, they will slowly succumb to sleep and divide themselves into the dream world. In the movies, Freddy's victims needed to fall asleep on their own and had enough food on this. It's clearly a new power generated by the entity, and the entity can also strip away powers. I feel like there's a side of the coin that the entities also strip or diminish some of the Nightmare's other powers. In the movie, Freddy had the ability to manipulate reality itself through shape-shifting and, tele and telepath. But these powers are obviously missing from the game, leaving the Nightmare with more sim simplistic abilities. Um, he still has the dream world where he can cause hallucinations, like the generators emitting blood, but gone are his abilities to say pretend to be a generator or take on the appearance of a survivor. And he's very short. Um, when comparing to the other killers, the Freddy Krueger is surprisingly short. From a lore perspective, this could explain why it's targeted like for largely children and teenagers, as targeting a full-grown adult could be a problem. Evidence that he is short is when he's vaulting the windows of the environment. Most killers would simply step through one leg at a time, but Freddy Krueger puts both hands on the legs and lifting himself over. The only other killer that does this are the pig and ghost face, and his lullabies have no lyrics. Interesting detail about the nightmare map for Freddy Krueger's uh, killer is that his iconic lullaby makes an appearance whenever Slyrus enters the dream world. What is interesting is that the lullaby doesn't have the infamous lyrics, it's simply Yanchiro humming a tune. This is likely due to copyright reasons, but the lore reason is ignoring is ignored by the developers. Some fans suggest that it's because the nightmare's powers have been scaled back by the entity, and this is one ability that has ended up on the chopping block. But what do you, what do you guys think? I'm curious to, see, to hear everyone's opinions because we all know the Freddy Krueger song, like we all know it, and I'm not gonna see it because I don't want to copyright issues on my podcast. But if you know the song, you know the song. But uh, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I hope y'all enjoy it. Um, if y'all have played Dead by Daylight, check it out. Um, if you know any creators who play this game, definitely check them out. Like, might be keen to like picking up the game and try it for yourself. Uh, but I definitely will uh, upload another uh, podcast before Christmas starts, and then I'll take a break over the um, Christmas break and New Year, and then I'll upload again for season four. Um, but thank you for tuning into this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And definitely comment down below. Either DM me on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook where I post my podcast. And, you know, suggest any topic that you want me to discuss next on my podcast. But until then, hope to see y'all real soon. Until And have a great day. Until then, bye guys.